0: Talk, talk to me, WSRadio.com. Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
1: Hello and welcome. Always thank you for joining us. Happy to be spending our day. Uh, we are Computer and Technology Radio. I'm Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. i got some interesting stories, a little bit of a wrap-up of CES, Robot Vacuum Privacy Say What, and uh, Google Map Privacy. So some privacy issues we'll talk about today. Marsha, how's your day?
0: Whoa, is it raining over where you live? We're it it is is in Southern it California.
1: <laughs> had a couple of days of off of rain. I don't think it's quite as dramatic as it's been here. We had We learned this new term here. I don't know. I'd never heard it before. Atmospheric river. Had you heard that before?
0: Well, you know, what's really funny is they've come up with all these names that are so terrifying. You know, in the old days, you know, it was the jet stream and it was... uh, They just had regular words for it. But now they've come up with all the dramatic words. And it's just crazy. I really think it's crazy because... It scares people, and it is a little scary here. Now, you had a sinkhole open up near where you live. Oh, my
1: gosh, yeah. Not far from my house, less than a mile from my house. uh, At the heat of the rain, or at the top of the rain, uh, we had about a 20-foot sinkhole open up. Two cars fell in. One drove in, and then the other one didn't see the hole and drove in on top of it. So we had two cars, one on top of the other. The firefighters you know, God love them. They are fantastic. My son-in-law being one of them. And they went over and they rescued the people in the car beneath in some amazing way. They took a ladder, put it across the sinkhole, dropped ropes down and rescued the people. So once again, kudos to LAFD because they are amazing.
0: Well, I got to tell you, with the interesting thing, now the hole is 30 feet deep.
1: (laughs) Is it now? Okay.
0: Yeah. Now it's 30 feet deep and the rain didn't cause it. It may have helped it open up, but there was a water leak underneath. Right, and so you know that just con- consequentially happened due to the rain. Very, but we're in green. another we're in another storm now. It's rolling in now, so it'll be mm-hmm. really interesting to see. How nature, but isn't it great to see the weathermen, the weathermen in Los Angeles are like all excited. I know the rest of you around the country, when it's snowing, you've got hoppin' weathermen. I follow a few of them, and weather ladies that I follow on uh, Twitter, and they're all excited all the time, and when you're in L.A., if you've ever seen the movie, what was it, L.A. Story, where Steve Martin plays a weatherman?
1: Yeah, that sounds familiar. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and the weather never changes, so he pre-records his segments. It's pretty funny. Yeah,
1: oh right, exactly. I do. Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of crazy stuff. So we had, uh, had a little couple of things you want to wrap up from CES.
0: Yeah, something I didn't talk about was: do we really need a color-changing car?
1: <laughs> Wait, a color-changing what? Car. Oh, car. Oh, I saw that. Was a BMW or something?
0: Yeah, so the deal is, technically, it's covered with 260 electronic panels, Mm -hmm. and it can change up to 32 colors. Wonderful. So, you know, if you want a red car for the weekend, you want a gray model when you go to work, just push a button. Now, mind you, it's not ready for production. This was a prototype, which I'm sure we're never going to see. We're
1: never going to see that. Uh, I will say, though, that that would help my wife. She's one of those people that doesn't recognize cars, her own car, any car. And so she always wants to get a color that's unusual to whatever the normal color is, so it helps her find the car. This would be great, pink, purple, green. Well, you know, tell
0: her it's the BMW iVision D D E okay. concept car. Right. Uh, we'll go over to the dealer tr- today and check it out. Yeah, why, do- why don't you just have her use the thing and press the button so it the horn goes off well, yeah. and the lights flash. That's, yeah,
1: that that could work as well.
0: That definitely, definitely Yeah, worked. so no,
1: we don't need that. Sure about the, that.
0: They had an AI oven, which I'm not even going to get into because if you're using an oven, you should know how to use the
1: oven. You would think. You would think. Uh,
0: you know, The amount of burned meals that I mean, yes, we burn meals in the oven, but how often is that? That doesn't happen that often. And the only reason it happens is because we're not paying attention. You just put a notification on your watch or your phone, you know, timer. Oh, I don't want to say it. Timer, you know, 10 minutes. And then it'll buzz. You go look at it. Now... This I wanted, because you, your daughter's new, and I think this one would appeal to you because I know you like to buy nice things, but I, sure. I have a problem with it. a three thousand three hundred dollars self-driving stroller,
1: yeah, that's pretty stupid. <laughs>
0: um, even it was if it was two hundred dollars uh, they say that the stroller is able to drive itself for hands free strolling, but Wonderful. only when a child is not inside huh what's the point of that
1: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i mean who's gonna do that all of a sudden it kicks into high gear it's gonna be out of a comedy movie where you're chasing your child down the street in the stroller
0: well this says it will only stroll drive hands-free when a child is not inside
1: because we all take our strollers out without the baby right so it can go down the street by itself
0: right i I don't understand it and People, I'm reading to you from their PR thing. <laughs> so, this is
1: ridiculous.
0: It is ridiculous. Um, electric skates. Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess, you know, but for $525, they're made, uh, com- a startup called Atmos Gear. It has a battery pack that holds an hour charge, and you can travel over 12 miles on it. Uh, the skates can clip onto any existing roller skates. Hmm. Turning them into motor-propelled footwear. Yeah, I get into enough trouble walking.
1: <laughs> you know, I had years ago, I tested when I was on KBC. I tested a uh, electric skateboard, which was a ball. It was really a lot of fun. You had to have a little remote control on you, but that was kind of fun. So maybe... I tested
0: an electric scooter years and years yeah. ago when they had first come out. Right. Yeah, they were fine, and, and people still use those. I mean, those are still in action. That's what they rent to people. Now, did you know that Honda and Sony are making a car?
1: You know, I saw that. I saw that Sony was going to be making a car. And I also read an article that said Apple will have their first car in the next probably two years. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that also.
0: You know, I just have to tell you, um, we have such great car brands now. I don't know that they're going to be able to do it any better. Right. And do I trust big tech guys to stick with it? I mean, Sony dumped Veo, which was their brand forever, and that was their core brand. Um, I don't know. According to the CEO of Sony, Honda Mobilities Cars will recognize your moods and be highly communicative and sensitive to your needs. The cars will have screens on the outside so it can express itself and share information and we will be able to detect and understand people in society by utilizing sensing and artificial intelligent technologies. The car is called a Fila. Yeah, uh, just feels right, doesn't it? Uh, I, 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 I can't even. And even if Apple comes out with a car, I think we have enough cars. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I would say so. I do have to say that my wife has the Genesis, the G90, wonderful, fantastic car, and it's got a mood, mood curator on it, oh, yeah. where you go to the screen, you hit a button, and then it plays different sounds and, you know, outdoor sounds, and it gives you a massage, and it has an automatic fragrance sprayer in the <laughs> car, so that the, the scent comes out. That's uh, lovely. It's a little gimmicky, but uh, yeah, so that's... A str- and on oh, lights change, you know, the lights along the, t- the uh, dash will change from pink to green to purple, whatever it is.
0: Oh, well. A crazy. Does she use it?
1: No, she never
0: used it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've used it like once just to
1: play with it to see, oh, this looks kind of cool. And I listened to it and I got a little massage with the car. Again, uh, no.
0: more $70,000 to $150,000 cars we're not going to need. No, exactly. So exactly. and in quick Twitter news, I wanted to get in my Twitter news, but Elon was online and he was seemingly was working on one of her his other projects and he announced on Twitter that he was available to discuss urgent product needs and he wants to go gung ho. Yeah, you know, he was finished with his Tesla work for the week. Quote, We are going to agonize until we reach Achieve as close to the perfect product as possible. There you go. Assuming he's still in business with all the stuff he's doing. Yeah. uh, Who knows? You know. Who knows? Um, There are without mentioning names, there are billionaires who've been slipperier than him. So. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And the uh, second Twitter thing is something you should all know, whether it works or not. Remember, Elon said he was going to change the color of the check marks right for the verified accounts but you could get a check mark for a verified account because they would check your phone number now right. the weird thing is i clicked on my check mark and it said i had a check mark because i paid for twitter blue oh gosh which is really weird because my account was verified in 2015 right I had exactly the email to prove it exactly so uh, i don't know what's going on here but here's the deal the new Twitter blue check mark. Supposedly, they've uh, people have sent a picture along with a registered phone number. That's kind of all it means. So that the old blue check mark uh, that you barely know means the account was active, notable, and authentic, and they truly did check actual, like, driver's license and stuff like that. All right. Uh, but here, I say. I was verified in 2015, and mine doesn't say it's a legacy. So there you gold go. check mark—that uh, means it's a square. It also has a square profile picture. That means it's an official business account. You know, maybe that'll be like Sony or Apple or whatever. That well, gray right, check mark exactly. means government institutions and government officials, as well as multilateral organizations. Now they have a gray check mark badge. Official labels, what does official mean? It means commercial companies, including business partners, major brands, media outlets, and publishers. But that's a little questionable. Um, supposedly, that is either either gold or gray. They, they haven't really settled on it. And automated account labels uh, will have a, a notification say, automated buy. So purportedly, that's the state of that, but I haven't seen it all roll out yet.
1: Well, let's see when they finally do roll it out. I'm so sick of talking about and hearing about Twitter. that. uh, Well, Mark, I'm
0: afraid we're going to have to keep talking about Twitter as long as they're they're getting better and better. I've heard people say, you know, I was ready to quit Twitter, and with the new changes and the freedom of not banning people and holding back tweets – People are having more and more engagement on the site, and they're really liking it. So yeah,
1: I don't have a problem with Twitter. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. I feel, you know, It's been nonstop for months since he bought the company. So well, anyway, all right, let's move on to going space through changes. News.
0: Yeah, so you had something interesting yeah. about SpaceX.
1: Well, this is interesting, actually. I found out last night for the first time that we have Starlink in our neighborhood. And I had looked into it because we were having some internet issues, which I've worked out. But I found out that Starlink is in our neighborhood. Um, they paid the people paid five hundred dollars the setup fee, and they're getting about a hundred and ten megabits per second, and it costs a, uh, around a hundred and something dollars as well. So they're there, but it's interesting. SpaceX has signed an agreement with the Uni- uh, U.S. National Science Foundation (NSF) that. Pre- Promises to help prevent Starlink satellites from interfering with astronomy. Interfering, that's so important.
0: That's so important.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, Starlink currently has 3,300 orbiting satellites, which can reflect sunlight and interfere with astronomical observations and photobomb images of the night sky. SpaceX has been in talk with scientists about minimizing Starlink's impact on astronomy. Uh, and apparently, the FCC also made it a requirement for SpaceX to reach an agreement as a condition for approving their second generation s- satellites.
0: What well, was interesting is they said the, sal- the satellite's communication array is so large that it is now one of the brightest objects in the night sky, outshining all but the brightest stars.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I mean, you know, I think it's a good thing that they're doing this. And obviously they're doing it because they want to launch their new satellites up. And I don't know with the new satellites, how they're any better than the old ones. I assume it's maybe that will make their speed faster. I'm really not sure. Um, well,
0: and what was also in- interesting, there's a group called the Dark Sky Association. And they sued, along with DISH Network, to stop SpaceX from launching its second generation Starlight right. satellites into orbit. So, hey, Elon, we're talking about Elon again. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> we'll see what this happens, but, you know, we don't want astronomy to be screwed by this.
1: Yeah, there he No, uh, Okay, another, well, in other space news, you found a story about a 5,400-pound NASA satellite falling to the Earth. That's like a Cadillac dropping on your house.
0: Well, the, the kicker is this is after 38 years in space. 38 years, and it survived re entry. It did not burn up.
1: Yeah, that's really weird.
0: I mean, it was NASA's retired Earth radiation budget satellite. Okay? It mm-hmm. was launched nearly four decades ago, and it re entered the Earth's atmosphere over the Bering Sea.
1: Which is good news, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's excellent news that it just happens. Um, It was originally launched from the Space Shuttle Challenger in late 1984. They expected the satellite to work for two years. But for 21 years of its years in orbit, it was called the ERBS, it actively investigated how the Earth absorbed and radiated energy from the sun and made measurements of stratospheric ozone. Water vapor, nitrogen dioxide, and aerosols. So this thing that was expected to work for two years worked for 21 years, came back to Earth, and didn't kill anybody. I say that's a big win all around. That's
1: a major win. And whoever manufactured that satellite, I want them making every piece of equipment that I own. Right. The cars, Uh, the TVs. If they can last that long, that's pretty impressive.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, in a
0: a quick note, you could talk about this. Just a note for all the Android fans. Okay, Samsung confirms February 1st will be the date for Unpacked. This is their annual, uh, they're having an in-person launch in San Francisco, but it Mm -hmm. will be live streamed. We don't know exactly what they'll be launching, but it will be on... Let me see, at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Wednesday the 1st. So if you are a Samsung fan and you want to see what's happening, uh, February 1st is your day.
1: And apparently you can save, what, 50 bucks by putting in a reservation uh, if you order one of their devices or, let's see, 100 when you pre-order two devices. That's tricky. 50 times two would be 100. Um <laughs> So, You're a
0: mathematician, Mark. I,
1: I'm I'm a genius. What can I tell you? <laughs> uh, and apparently their new looks like the, t- <laughs> scratch me up, 200 megapixel sensor because we I don't all need. need that. Yep, right. As you and Mark yeah. and I have been talking about for I don't know 15 years, you need like three megapixels, but n- now we're up to 200. So yay!
0: <laughs> the next you know, we'll, one we'll is. We'll see where I that picked, goes. The next story I picked out for you because I I thought this was unbelievable i thought the apple card was going to go gangbusters that everybody was going to use it it was going to yep. be hot 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 yeah i have one. seems it represents a billion dollars in losses from goldman sachs who is the company you know the bank the behind sponsor, it. yeah
1: they put it together
0: yeah i mean that's crazy Apple Card was launched in the U.S. back in August 2019. I remember you were one of the first ones to sign out for it. I was, yeah. Um, Since then, they've lost $4 billion. (laughs) Crazy. Um, What is the story? Why are they doing this? Uh, Maybe, I don't, I have no idea. Most people want to know why hasn't it launched in any other countries. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe they shouldn't be in the credit card or the car business. Um, you know, one would think they'd break even after six years, but that ain't happening. It doesn't look like they're on track for that to happen. And there's so much competition in the credit card field. I mean... Oh, there's a million. And, you know, uh, so many I mean, credit cards. they do give...
1: I was going to say, they give a 3% back on Apple purchases, but... Frankly, how often do you buy something? You buy your iPhone, you buy whatever. Right. Um, you get 2% at selected retailers, which is about what everybody else gives. Right. Um, most purchases are just 1%. So, I don't know. You know, the the time I use my Apple card, which is very rare.
0: When you want to look my, cool?
1: <laughs> no, I don't, no, you can't even see it. I, I mean, I don't even pull it out of my wallet. I okay. use it on my phone for Apple Pay or on my watch. Mm-hmm. And I just double click at the you know at the counter now wherever I'm checking out, and that's when I use Apple Pay. So while my record credit card bills I spend a decent amount on, I think I spend a hundred, two hundred dollars a month on the Apple card.
0: Whoa, you know, that's tough because there are other cards that offer five percent back or they give you airline miles if that if travel is your thing. You know, so
1: Right. <sighs> yeah, Crazy. That's, that's I, a big surprise I can't that believe that they
0: lost so much money.
1: It's a lot of money. You know, so um, okay, you found out Netflix apparently is offering workout videos from Nike Training Club.
0: Yeah, and we talked about it, and I figured this is it. I, we, I don't know if we actually talked about it. To be honest with you, we were going to. Yeah, maybe But anyway, didn't. there are free on Netflix forty six workout videos, and I tried a bunch of them.
1: Oh, you did? Okay.
0: Okay, I did not try. Hit and strength with Tara. I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Feel good fitness. That was one of mine. Kickstart fitness with the basics. And I got to tell you, the, when they say basics, they aren't crapping around. That is basic exercise. Okay. Um, I did all six episodes of the vinyasa yoga, which are great. I wish they were longer. I mean, they, it was that good. So I can just highly recommend this whole series. I am so thrilled that it's free, yeah. and maybe this is a new way of advertising, right? I mean, there were no ads in it, but it was Nike branded throughout the whole thing. It was compelling. So where, where did it you was see something Nike?
1: you just saw the uh, the logo. I don't,
0: I don't remember. Yeah, the logo or something. Okay. And this is the first batch of two bl- planned drops, and the second batch will drop sometimes in twenty twenty three. And then they'll have a total of thirty hours of business cl- fitness classes. I think it's great. I recommend everybody if you have Netflix, just search Nike Training Club, and you'll get to see all the episodes. It's it's really go. good. That,
1: yeah, it's a great idea because you they are try expensive. It,
0: Mark. Yeah, if yeah, you
1: sign up for uh, you know online things, Peloton, those kind of things. They're very expensive, so uh, that's that's cool. All right, here's here a story that Marcia, we've recently talked about this, which is interesting, and you've been saying it for a while you got rid of your Roomba because you were afraid of the privacy issues. So what's the story?
0: I was right. (laughs) Yep, you were right. You were 100% right. Um, Not only me, but there have been studies done on the data that is collected, We're not going to get into the details of, you know, sometimes there were leaks. Sometimes data was shared. Sometimes pictures of people in the bathroom were shared uh, on the Internet. I mean, really? Uh, Granted, it was a development version of iRobot's Roomba J7 series. But they still ended up on the Internet. And MIT published that story. That's a source I'm believing. You know, all I can say is you ha- if you have anything that takes pictures in your house that uploads to a cloud, you have to worry. And we're going to talk a- about a couple of other things here where you really need to be concerned about sharing your stuff in the cloud.
1: Which is another reason why you should always listen to the show, because we are light years ahead of everybody else. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've told you, and there you go, which you'll be using in just a second. Um, yeah, we, we seem to be pretty good at telling you what not to do long before you actually see it in the news, so tell your friends. Um, okay, it is now the time of the show where we search the planet, the Univice, and Dell computer for the Bond of the Week. Well, you used the, the drum twice. Does that hurt your hands at all?
0: Yeah, a little bit. A little, little bit. bit, yeah.
1: Okay, so if you are a gamer or just want a nice size uh, gaming monitor, Dell has their 27-inch gaming monitor. It's so the G2723HN. Uh, it is uh, a backlit LCD monitor. Again, 27-inch AMD FreeSync NVIDIA G-Sync compatibility. Uh, it's meant for gaming, but can be used literally for anything else that you want to. You know, all the bells and whistles. It's got a two-time HDMI plugs, audio head port, uh, anti-glare screen, so on and fo- so forth. It weighs about 10 pounds, so it's not light. Yeah. But again, you're talking about a 27-inch monitor. Now, these normally sell for in the vicinity of, you know, $250, 300 uh, it's available today for $199.99, But wait, there's more. They also include a hundred and twenty five dollar Dell promo e gift card. So you get to spend another hundred twenty five. You can't use it on this, but you get to you know spend it on your next purchase. So you get a really high end monitor, uh, very fast speed for gaming because you need a fast refresh rate on and a and just uh, for
0: the. Let me just add in here, just for those who don't know. Uh, if you dig deep into the products on the Dell site there's a whole lot more I got I bought with my credit on something else there's software uh, webcams, microphones they have all kinds of gear and you can use it. it doesn't have to be on partially on a computer
1: yeah there you go so again it's the Dell 27 inch gaming monitor the model is G2723 Hn normally sells for about 260 you can get it on sale at dell dell.com for 199.99 and again they throw in a $125 Dell promo e gift card so it's card.
0: free practically
1: it's free practically free uh, and that is our buy of the week <laughs> uh, you know the studio audience is getting really rowdy we <laughs> might have to dump them at some point now yeah, we appreciate y'all being here
0: I have to tell you, I found the best product I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. Uh, The color blindness glasses. Did you take a look at that? that? For people who have color blindness, they can look through these glasses and see color the way the rest of us see it.
1: That's amazing.
0: I mean, absolutely. Um, They talked about it was it came out. At the Eye Center at the University of California, Davis, Uh, the Technicolor-inspired glasses were tried on three years ago. Made by Enchroma, E N C H R O M A, a Berkeley, California company, whose shades are expanding, appearing at expanding a number of attractions all over the world. In other words, museums, uh, art museums, zoos, all different places. Uh, The National Nordic Museum, Gardens, Visit Seattle uh, donated 140 pairs to 26 sites. I mean, these are huge. Um, The George O'Keefe Museum in Santa Fe. In addition, when you go to their website, you get a free colorblind test if you want. And it's super cool. And people who've used it basically start crying. I when bet. They see the color, because if you can imagine, I mean, sunsets, vacations, uh, the color blindness glasses shift the color spectrum and saturates the color.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. It says uh, three hundred and fifty million people worldwide uh, suffer from color blindness.
0: The Dallas and, you know, Museum think- of Yeah, the Dallas Museum of Art that uh has an online calendar that allows visitors to book the glasses for 90 minute blocks of time. That's how great. cool. How cool is that? You were Does saying it, I'm I sorry. didn't see
1: in the story. Does it say how much of these are if you want to buy them?
0: Yeah, well, it, it not in that story, but I checked it out and you're ready? Mm-hmm. You can get them as low as 299.
1: Yeah, that's well worth it.
0: Can you Oh, the- 229. Also available in prescription, so you could get a prescription in these glasses
1: well you know the best way i can describe i would think this kind of situation is you know the old movies you know it's a wonderful life or miracle on 34th street that were in black and white they've colorized those movies so if you can imagine watching it in black and white as the original and then all of a sudden it's color you went oh my gosh wow that really makes a difference and and uh, that's kudos for them for coming up with something so clever
0: Oh, and the glasses are a new addition to an operation called Travel Yukon, you know, where people go to see the Aurora Borealis. Mm-hmm. Again, when the person put on the glasses, they were crying because they couldn't believe what they were seeing.
1: Right, exactly. The, the
0: deep emotion is so moving. Um, they said, the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development, I'm glad we're giving this opportunity to millions of people who don't normally get to see spectacular fall colors. That's, Think of all fantastic. the color. Now, if you're interested in these glasses, I haven't tried them, but hey, there's a colorblind test on the website and they have a strong or mild color blindness and you can take a test to see what you have. And the website is E N C H R O M A dot com. Amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: That and that is really good. Um, okay so I think we all I'm sure at one time or another have gone onto Google Maps to see our house. Because you see a picture of your house. You can zoom in on the house. It's cool. Let's face it. It's always fun to see your stuff. But As we always talk about on the show constantly, there's a huge privacy issue when you do that. And that's because, you know, and and we're going to tell you how to blur your uh, home on Google Maps. But unfortunately, when you zoom in, you can see things like, do they have security cameras up on their house? Uh, Is there a side window that they can look into and open? Uh, Can you drive by this house and, you know, see what else is in the neighborhood?
0: And by so, the way, if you haven't done this, just go to maps.google.com on your laptop. Enter your home address in the search bar on the top right, hit return, and then look at street level, and you'll see your house.
1: Yeah, it's really crazy. And you, but you can stop that. Um, you go to as Mar- Marcia said. You go to maps.google.com. You enter your home address, uh, and then from there, you'll see after you see the street view. You, at the bottom click, report a problem at the bottom right. The in the tiniest
0: ad- text. Yeah, tiny, humanly.
1: tiny. You can barely see. Uh, and then you can choose what you want to Google to blur. You know, you use your mouse. You adjust the view of the image so that your home or anything else you want to blur is all contained within the red and black box. You can use your move your cursor around uh, to the plus and minus buttons to zoom in and out. And once you're f- finished adjusting the image, choose what you want to request to blur underneath. And, you know cars but I mean it sometimes can be you your have,
0: face your home your well, car right. license plate the the yeah. drunk neighbor mooning the house yeah. I did whatever
1: <laughs> exactly yeah so that's good so that's something you might want to all consider doing even though it is fun to I'm sure marsha you've done that to your house no I
0: haven't and I will tell you why please I am a strong proponent of getting private information off the internet mm-hmm I subscribe and I pay green money and it comes out of the budget. It's not, you know, not just a luxury or a toy to something called Delete Me. And every month they scour the Internet for all those sites like Spokio or. Right. There are people finders. You see them when you search someone's name. My address won't come up. They if it shows up. They immediately wipe it from the site. They send the cease and desist or whatever it takes to get it off the site. I recommend you do that. And if you can't afford to do that, you can do that manually. Run a Google search for your name and click and see where your name appears. There will be a link that by law these sites have to have for you to request that your name be removed. That doesn't mean it won't appear again. You'll have to be vigilant, check every couple months, but get it off the Internet, period. Nobody Great should idea. have your home address. Great so idea. So that's my fact, opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're 100% correct. Uh, we're always looking for better ways to uh, help our privacy. And, in fact, all, you know, a lot of people use um, messenger apps of different kinds whether it's uh, Apple or you know Android has or whatever and you want you want to be secure in doing that PC Magazine did a report on what they felt were the best secured messenger apps and actually the number 2 one is will surprise you Marshall because of all the controversy over it but number 1 Signal private messenger which is a uh, they picked it because they consider it to be what they call the gold standard for secured messaging app Uh, All your messages are secured with E2EE, and Signal is a nonprofit, so there's no reason to uh, harvest any of their data. And it is a very, very good way of using an app and feeling that you've got your privacy protected there. Um, The cons were, which are very few, occasional delays using it and missing what they call a few fun features. But overall, it provides those things you want, end-to-end encryption, nonprofit, group voice, video chat, and multi-platform support. Um, That's number one. Number two, which does surprise me a little because of the controversy over WhatsApp. WhatsApp is their second most secure. Um, End-to-end encryption, again, uh, very popular, has self-destructing messages and images, does video and voice calls, Uh, fun lively stickers things like that it's free Uh, the cons are that you do have to give them a phone number and contact
0: okay so let's pause here right i use whatsapp but i did not give them my contacts i found a way to sign up for it and i have they have my phone number because they're part of meta so right. they got my phone number already, but they do not have my contact list, which I will never give up to anybody. No, because there's nothing in any of this that says that's protected. Nothing. It's end-to-end encryption, but the, there's nothing to talk about your pr- personal privacy. Right. So then I tell people to call me on WhatsApp if I want them to be my contact on WhatsApp. Yeah, a good idea. and I that's get really the close. call through. I never upload any of my contacts to anywhere i don't believe in it
1: no i think that's a great idea uh so those are the two that they recommended as their top two for security and remember that when you send a text through one of these services you delete it from your phone it doesn't mean the person you send it to deleted it from their phone so don't don't assume that it's completely secure uh, when you when you do that, but in any case, those are two that uh, that is highly recommended. All right, uh, how do you back up your Gmail?
0: Oh, there's the music. I think we're going to talk about backing up Gmail next week. Because all
1: right, we'll have a good week, everybody. Enjoy, and we'll see you next weekend.
0: Oh my goodness, time goes by so fast. This is Computer and Technology Radio, and we love having you come listen to us. We'll keep it short. We'll keep it interesting, and join our family.